Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Father, I thank you that, uh, that you bless Cade right now, that Holy Spirit, you would fill him to overflowing. Yeah, come on. Lord, that, uh, that he would really, really be blessed by your presence now, Lord. Yeah, that you just bring a peace upon him, that the word that he brings would just come with a confidence, that, he, that they are your words, and that our hearts are open to receive them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Go for it, Cade. <coughs> hey, guys. Hey. Let me just get to my place. <clears throat> you know, the worst part for preaching... The worst part part of preaching for me is the walk from the the chairs to here, because <clears throat> my body's always like, oh, here's some adrenaline for you. <laughs> this will help a lot. <laughs> um, it was like three three four weeks ago. Raj asked me to to preach, and uh, I said yes. I was like, cool. I've got four weeks to prepare. Cool. I've got four weeks to prepare. I'll I'll prepare this first week, and then I'll have three weeks just to like. Get, like get into it, you know. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so I started preparing on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty standard for me. But yeah, <clears throat> um, basically what I'm what I'm going to be preaching out of is the story. Well, I was asking God what I was going to preach preach about, and it's the story He put put the story of Elisha, and when he was surrounded by the enemies. And when he was in the cities, he was surrounded, and he asked for God to open his servant's eyes um, to see the armies of heaven surrounding them. <clears throat> and so, basically, I'm just going to start reading out of that. It's uh, 2 Kings 5, 8. So if you want to go there on your phones in your actual Bible, you can go do that. <clears throat> and a bit of context, I'm not, not going to read the whole thing. Um, Basically, Elisha was, well, Israel and the kingdom of the Armenian, the Aramemes, Aramenes, not the memes, the Aramenes, they they were at war, and the Aramenes were, were coming in and raiding quite a lot. But every time they'd come in and make new plans, Elisha would go to the king of Israel and tell him what they were doing, and so he would be able to avoid them or kind of plan around them. And so, obviously, the king of the Arameans got quite angry that this was happening, so he called all his, all his top guys in, and it kind of starts at verse 11. <clears throat> so this enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Will you not tell me which one of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Go find out where he is, the king ordered, so that I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent his horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early next morning. An army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. 
Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. <clears throat> and I'm just going to stop there for a moment. So, kind of, we look at these, these old stories, and we say, like, how does this pertain to me in this day and age? We don't often get surrounded by, yeah, like an, a whole other army that's come to take, take just us. Um, it's not very relevant to us. Um, but we sometimes are surrounded by other things, things more modern to our lives, such as sickness, debt, fear. Um, these things, they hold us back, they hold us down, they, yeah, they, their tactic is to overwhelm, and basically it's so that we lose our footing in our, in our security. <clears throat> so I feel like in these moments when we, when we are surrounded by these, um, these things in our lives, it's, it's generally the, these hardest moments that it's an invitation for us to, to come basically to seek God. Um, it's not like God caused the issue. He doesn't, doesn't cause sickness. He doesn't cause um, us to go into debt or anything like that. He's, he's a good father and he loves us. But he is, obviously life, life is life. Um, things happen, but he's always waiting for us. He's waiting for us, um, and he will open our eyes when we go to him. <clears throat> and it's kind of, that's that song that we sang earlier, I know Caleb kind of planned it, um, but the, the whole, like, when it looks like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. It's such a perfect um, analogy. <clears throat> so when we're in these situations, it's the perfect time to actually ask God to open our eyes. Um, we need we need that 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 perspective. Um, this doesn't always look like a grand opening of our eyes to see the spiritual realm. We don't have to always see like the armies of heaven surrounding us. Sometimes it's as simple as just being heavily invested in reading the word. There's like there's so much in here, and so like the answers to so many of our issues are in the word. He's given that to us. And it's sometimes even the gateway to having spiritual experiences. Um, the more we know, the more we, we have access to. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, I don't know if, I mean, you've probably experienced this, but where you, you're going through something in life, it's, it's quite, you, you're feeling overwhelmed and you're reading the Bible and you, you go over a passage that you've read hundreds of times and all of a sudden, it, it, it has life in it. There's, there's something new and, and, and fresh about it, and it helps you in that situation that, you, that you're going through. It, it, in a sense, opens your eyes. It gives you truth into what you're going through. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, we just can't forget how important this is, um, this, this book. So, in all of that, it begs the question, once our eyes have been opened... <clears throat> Is that the problem solved? No, not generally. <laughs> um, yeah, when God, when we, when we get access to, to truth, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're in. We just have truth 
like we we know what the, the truth is behind it. Um, it's like um, it's like yeah, I don't need to feel anxious about preaching the whole like the week leading up to my preach, but there still is like a little bit of anxiety going into it. There's like you just kind of have to deal with that. Um, even though like I know like I haven't been given the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Like that's the truth, but there's still like a little bit of fear in there, and you you have to deal with that type of stuff. <clears throat> so that leads to the next part of part of the scripture, which is from 18, verse 18. As the enemy came down towards him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike these people with blindness, so that he struck these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha. Elisha told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I'll lead you to the man you're looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so that they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and they were, in, they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, shall I kill them, my father? So I just lost my place. Yeah, shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill men you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. <clears throat> you see, the, the reality for Elisha was that he was still surrounded. He still had an army outside the walls waiting to come and capture him. He, his eyes were open. He, he, he knew what spiritually was going on but there was still something that needed to take place. <clears throat> so what changed, obviously, was his perspective, but out of this truth, he was obedient. He listened to God, steps into obedience, and he speaks out and does what he, what he hears. And in this case, it was speaking blindness over his enemies. Obviously, we don't do that anymore, but... <laughs> well, we can, just not human enemies. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there was, there was a, there was an action that was required and an obedience that, that needed to take place. Um, and yeah, I, if I could put it this way in a more of a story format, something that's kind of more personal and you can kind of slot in your, your own personal things that maybe have surrounded you in your life or things that you're dealing with. Um, <clears throat> so I mentioned earlier this, that. This week, I've, I've had a little bit of anxiety coming into this preach, um, but it wasn't always that way. Basically, geez, it's like six years now. Wow. Um, I did a, a school ministry. Um, I did a, a school ministry in this church. We did a, a year of school ministry, and part of that was doing a preach. I was in front of like 16 people, maybe like plus minus, and basically, the feeling I had going into that was dread, <laughs> like pure dread. Just the fact that like speaking in front of people, it just like overwhelmed me. Um, but it was part of the, the curriculum, so I did it, kind of got through it, and I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> um, and kind of fast forward a couple of years, God was so, so good, because he didn't just force me into situation. He knows like how my heart works, and he knows who I am as a person. So he didn't just like force me into more situations. It was just a gradual, over time, like more situations coming in that I could say yes to. Um, <clears throat> to the point where I got, I could start actively saying yes when people would ask me to preach. Just uh, 
when Roger comes, I kind of have to say yes, um, in my own heart. <laughs> um, and I, I started saying yes because God put it on my heart that it was important to, to keep going after, especially preaching, but also other aspects of, of um, church life, um, if it's like a prophetic act or something, like kind of being obedient to that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't danced yet. I've sung before, though. <laughs> Actually. No, no, definitely not. No, I thought I, I, thought I had danced, but I've just, I, I just prophetically sung other people. <laughs> Everyone's just like a detour of when I was at Bethel, they'd play this game where you'd like throw like a dice with like different prophetic activations on. And like one of them was prophetically rapping and stuff like that. But as soon as the stars would come out, you'd just feel the anxiety in the room just rise. Like, because basically one person would go, they would choose someone to do it over, and then that person was the next person to throw it and do it. And so you're just like, please, like, don't, like, I'll dance, but I don't want to rap. Like, that's just like, being a white guy and rapping just doesn't work. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, there'll be no dancing for now, at least, unless, the, unless God calls me to it. But anyway, yeah, so I've, I started saying yes to things. And I, I generally always say yes to, to preaching because it's like I want to keep growing in it. <clears throat> Did it make the process any easier, like kind of going through it? No. Like I said yes. I knew that God called me to it. It didn't make it any easier. Um, yeah, like the first, second, third time, like if I if I didn't say yes to all those times and wasn't obedient to to saying yes to all those times, I would still feel dread about preaching. I wouldn't feel like maybe a slight anxiety coming up to the week. Um, so there is there's that 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 side of it that it's a process. Um, there's a partnering with God to move through what is in front of us. <clears throat> So yeah, I fully feel like God wants to partner, wants us to partner with Him as we walk through life. He doesn't just want to do everything for us. Um, we don't grow by like just being picked out of our hard situations. Just like a child, if you're raising a child, just saving that child all the time doesn't prepare them for for life. Um, they leave home and they they don't know what to do. They would just be dependent. And so he wants us to, to walk through life with him because um, there will always be things to keep conquering. So the end of the scripture basically goes like this. So they've, they've been captured and they've just been told that by, well, the king of Israel has been told by Elisha, feed them, give them water and all that. So he prepared a great feast for them, and after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away, and they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. <clears throat> so you can see Elisha listened to God, and out of that obedience, a war was ended. There was, yeah, like, I mean, that's pretty huge in itself. Um, and yeah, honestly, I truly believe that, like, as we, we partner with God through life, 
we can't fail. Obviously, there's, there's smaller failings, but the, in the grand picture, in the, the, the bigger picture, and permanently, we, we, we can't fail. Um, if we continually are seeking him and, and, and yeah, partnering with him in life. Yeah, we're, we're designed to be more than conquerors. Um, I had a good chat with that, about that with, with Raj. Um, and the idea that we, we take land, we colonize it, and then we, from that land, we keep moving. We keep taking land. We keep moving forward. Um, that land that we've taken is now ours. We want to just, like, jump around. <clears throat> so, yeah. I know there are things that, in our lives that have held us back for many years. Maybe even most of our lives. The, like, fear and anxiety. Maybe it's, it's just been part of, part of our life. Um, they made us to feel small and insignificant. But, yeah, I truly believe that tonight God wants to, wants to give us perspective over the, the things that, are, that have been either hounding us in our life or maybe are just kind of come in now, recently. Um, I really, yeah, I feel like there's, there's perspective available tonight and a grace also tonight to begin to partner with God to go after those things. Um, to just even just move forward, that like whatever obedience looks like in that moment for you. Um, and yeah, just to start taking ground, to start waging war against the enemy with our Father. Um, that's such a such a privilege to be able to like walk through these things with our Dad. Um, who just he loves us, but and he wants to wants us to grow. And yeah, the enemy's scared. He's scared of you realizing who you truly are. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's pretty much the, the end of my preach. I just wanted to end off with saying, yeah, basically just this. And it was kind of like what God said to me when I got to the end. It was just like, rise up, know the truth, and rise up. Because there's, yeah, there's, I think that the picture of the lion is so so important because it's yeah that's how the enemy sees you and if you've been told your whole life that you're not that that you you're something that's insignificant that when you fully realize who you are what, what you've got inside of you who you've got inside of you like that rising up is so scary to the enemy um so yeah i just want to pray for us pray into that Mm. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you that you're with us. Yeah, thank you that we never have to go through things alone, that we never have gone through things alone, that you've always been there. Father, I just declare fresh perspective in our lives over the things that have been hounding us or, or, or are overwhelming us. Yeah, that we'd see your armies and we'd know the truth. Yeah, just invigorate our hearts, Father, that we'd, we would rise up, that we'd, we wouldn't be held down by these 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 things but actually rise up to them and and 
actively go after them. Thank you that there's, there's ground to be taken. Yeah, and I just bless this room as we, as we continue to, to take that ground with you and, and really get to, to know our Father more. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.